Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Kidnor, founder of leading Australian podcast agency, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer-to-peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way and why there's nothing better. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Do you ever find yourself thinking, why me? Why should I start a business? Who am I to lead a brand? Sometimes our hardest battles aren't getting other people to believe in us, but to find the strength to believe in ourselves. In today's episode, we sit down with Jen Chin, the co-founder of 3D printing device Toybox Labs, to discuss the struggle of imposter syndrome, how mistakes are the building blocks of success, and why leaning on your support network can be the difference between making or breaking a venture. For those of you who haven't yet posted about our podcast on your socials, or if you're new here, firstly, welcome. And please do take a screenshot of this episode right now, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at The Peers Project so that other peers out there can benefit from the wisdom of these incredible millennial entrepreneurs and help us on our mission to empower you all to pursue what you're most passionate about through entrepreneurship. Okay, peers, without further ado, welcome Jen. Jen. Welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Oh my goodness. Can't wait to get into it. And you know, you and I recently connected and when I looked into you and all of the amazing work you're doing in tech and in the product design space, I knew I had to have you come on the show. So I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you. I love your vision for this podcast. I think it's great. You know, I really wish that I had these kind of resources when I started because I had no idea that I'd end up where I am today. And this would have helped a lot along the way. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad. And I, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, these are the stories I wish I had too, you know? Oh, so great. So look, for those of us who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, let's see. I grew up in the Bay Area in California. My parents are immigrants and they really taught me you know, like the value of hard work. And, you know, they were in that 
generation where you just had to survive. And so like, I'm really lucky that I don't have to do that quite as much. Um, but they really did teach me, you know, like you have to work hard, you know, nothing just comes handed to you. They aren't entrepreneurs by any means. Uh, my dad's an engineer. My mom worked in like software selling, software management, but they really wanted me and my sister to, you know, find stability. And so that was all that was, you know, work hard in school, you know, do your extracurriculars and then get a degree, get a nice stable job, stay there and then, you know, start a family or whatever. Um, and that was like my goal the whole time, you know, that was my singular goal. And I think, um, you know, after I graduated college, obviously worked really hard and then got a corporate job. Um, you know, after a couple years, I, I felt like there had to be something more. Um, I just felt like it wasn't for me. And I, you know, stepping off that path was so terrifying. But here I am today. Somehow I made that leap. And it, I, I would not change any of it. It's, it's been really hard along the way. But I honestly would not trade any of it. Oh, I love that. And that is just it's just everything that I think we go through as entrepreneurs and as young entrepreneurs, I think, you know, that idea of just finding and paving our own path is just something that I think, yeah, we ultimately have to do if we want to get, get through the, the business journey. So I guess take us back to Jen, the early years, you know, you said that your parents are immigrants. They're like, work really hard, get a great job and you'll be right. You know, were you rebellious at all? Or were you just like, yeah, cool. No, I'm good with that. Let's do it. And I guess what did your teens and I guess the years where you were studying teach you about yourself and the world around you? Yeah, I'd always done my best. Like, I'm a people pleaser. I'd always want to make my parents happy. I love them. They love me. Um, I I always did my best to try to do what they wanted me to. And, you know, going through the motions of, you know, all the extracurriculars that we had to do, studying hard. That was like my life, literally just studying and, you know, working hard. Um, but then there's always a side of me that wanted to do the creative stuff. You know, I always loved art and design and you know, to my family, that didn't seem like a viable career, which I understand, you know, nobody in our family really did art. Um, but, you know, a part of me never let go of that. And I think it was hard for me to push against all the norms, you know, all the, the things that my parents wanted me to do, all the things that my family respected. But uh, ultimately, I decided to just like take the plunge and, and go into a creative career. And uh, like, I, I think in college, my parents were really worried, like, wow, you're really doing this. You're really not not veering away from it. Um, and then so they're like, you should probably go do something a little bit more technical, you know, as like a backup. And so I was like, OK, I'll do a little bit of computer science. And I actually really enjoyed that. And I think it was a perfect time. You know, it was great that my parents pushed me to do that because like tech became so big. And then, you know, doing design with tech is so important. It was something that really was a blossoming field. Um, so, yeah, I kind of fell into doing product design um, right when it was still pretty early and I've just never turned back. I, I love what user experience does and can do for people, just, you know, making technology accessible and easy, which is a lot of what this business started out uh, for me. It's just taking the super complex technology of 3D printing um, and making it accessible to everybody. You know, it's easy enough for even a kid to use. How can we get better 
at being okay with the decisions we make that may not always please our parents? Ooh, I think (laughs) in the end, it is your life. You know, you need to follow what feels right to you. And, you know, sometimes it feels weird going against the grain, but, but ultimately you do really have to do what feels right because, you know, you, you can't fake it for that long. It's just going to build and fester. So, you know, it's super cheesy, but always be authentic to yourself and just listen to yourself. Um, I mean, don't blog everybody out, but it, it is your life to lead your mistakes that you learn from, but ultimately your life. At what point for you did you make that decision to go against the grain? You know, you've mentioned that at college, I think it was a Bachelor of Fine Arts, as you said, you did computer science, but also graphic design at California Polytech State Uni. Can you talk to us a little bit about that decision to kind of not be an engineer like your dad or go off and do something else? You know, at what point for you did that click? that you just thought, you know what, I've got to do what I've got to do? And how did you navigate that? Yeah, um, I think doing something creative like art was always a nice escape for me from, you know, having to like practice piano for hours and do homework and, you know, homework even on weekends. Um, Like once you finish your homework, there's more homework from your parents that you have to do. (laughs) Um, But I, I think doing the creative stuff was always like really nice and a way to just express myself and put you know, there, there aren't expectations. There's no right or wrong with that. So um, maybe that's what kind of pushed me to do something creative because it felt calming and nice. Um, and I think I just always kept art around. Um, and it's great that my parents, you know, always let me do that. And they like, you know, they, they supported me with all the, all the creative stuff that I ever did. Um, <laughs> I would take like, post-its and tape and like make like a bag out of it I just started like stitching my own designs onto like tote bags and um I made chocolate covered strawberries with little tuxedos and I sold them to my friends I guess that was the beginning of entrepreneurship (laughs) yeah yeah first business right there yeah (laughs) yeah but um yeah I don't know it just like I guess it was something that always felt right to me and when I finally realized later on that you know I could actually do something with this I decided, you know, this is what feels right. I just kind of have to. I'm the younger child, so um, thankfully my sister took all of the, like, responsibilities onto her shoulders and I was able to go a little bit into more of what I wanted. But I think it was a little bit against the grain for my parents, but not quite so much. And they still, like, loved me and supported me. They're just a little bit worried, but they supported me. We love that. So... College days, you know, you're going through it all. You're going against the grain a little bit. Your parents still love you. It's all good. You know, all is right with the world. At what point for you, you know, you you said you dived into the corporate world and, you know, just as we do, the working world straight out of college. And you were, I think, a product designer at a company called Workday for a couple of years there. Can you talk to us a little bit about that first experience out there in the world and just kind of getting your feet wet and I guess what that taught you about yourself that time yeah absolutely um I mean it's always a transition going from college to a corporate professional environment um I remember one time I hid behind a door to scare my boss because that's what you do to your friends in college and then I got the the most lukewarm reception to that and then I realized oh shoot like you're gonna have to set things up um but I'll like 
there was a lot of young people at the company too. So it was a great balance of like, you know, older people who were more experienced and able to guide you along with, you know, young people who are just learning there and like their, it's their first time as well. So, um, I like you learn a lot of soft skills, which I think people take for granted, um, communication and just collaborating and working with people. Um, but yeah, I th- like it was a great experience for me. I really enjoyed it. Like it really shaped me into who I am today. Um, and I just decided ultimately I, I just had to like go out and do my own thing again. It's just all these little litmus tests of I need to venture out and follow my dreams, follow what I want, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. At what point was that for you? You know, I think so many of us have these little inklings. We might be sitting there in, in a job and just think, oh, is like this it? You know, is this what I've studied so hard for my, my whole life? You know, and I guess at what point was that for you? And what advice would you give to our peers out there listening who feel like they're just stuck and they don't really know if this is right? Yeah, I mean, I think I was in that same boat too. And I I couldn't figure out why I just wasn't quite as engaged as when I first started the job. And then, you know, I decided maybe I just have creativity that's not being used. Maybe I have some energy that isn't getting put somewhere that needs to get put. So I don't know, I just started doing side projects. I just started doing whatever I felt like and putting a little bit of energy into all these, you know, different things, see what sticks. Um, and that's kind of how this business started. Um, it was one of several side projects outside of work where you just throw up a fake website, see if people are interested, you know, you jam about it. You have all these ideas and you're young and like, you know, what if this, what if that? And I, I love that. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of, um, built on itself and became what it is today. And I think without, my friends who I was jamming on these ideas with without that community, it would have been a lot more difficult. And I, I rely on them every single day. Like the support of my, like my co-founders, my team, my family, my friends, it really helps me not feel so alone and lost and overwhelmed and, you know, constantly doubting. Cause you know, there's, there's imposter syndrome. Everybody I'm sure experiences that. Like who am I to be doing all this? Yeah. But, you know, your friends, your your support networks are extremely crucial, extremely important. How can we build a really great, really just nurturing support network? Oof, that's difficult. I mean, you got to give a lot. Um, you got to be available and vulnerable. Um, that one's tough. I don't know. You just got to be lucky to, like, find people that understand you and are willing to like love you and yeah I don't know the answer to that you just you just kind of come across it you just got to be open um and then hope for the best what's something that you're super vulnerable about and that you don't often share like for you is there something that you usually share as an icebreaker maybe or maybe you don't even share it because like who wants to know that? <laughs> yes, we're going so deep, Jen. You're like, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I pooped my pants when I was a kid, yeah. you know. Um, I think one thing I always really struggle with is the whole imposter syndrome thing that I was touching on, you know. Yeah. It's like there's so many people who are so talented and smart out there who have all the right connections and, you know, why me? And is it just luck? Is it hard work? What is it? Um, just 
there's there's so many avenues to success like how do I know I'm taking the right one like how do I know you know you don't know what you don't know and so I constantly struggle with that yeah yeah as do I you know I think especially when you're putting yourself out there you're creating your own piece of art really a business is like a piece of art really and you know sometimes it's like it's actually working out. I can't believe it after so long of it not working out, you know, like, is this going to last only a couple of minutes or like, and also who am I to even do this? I mean, how do we even begin to tackle that and kind of coach ourselves through that if we're feeling that way? Yeah. I I mean, there's so many points along this journey where, you know, oh, it's going to fail. And then how, what am I going to do? How do I feel about that? I'd say, I think at a certain point I realized, you know, even if it fails, I've learned, you know, it's, it's super cheesy, but it's not about, you know, the destination, it's the journey. And that's absolutely really true. Um, I was listening to actually a, a survey that was being uh, given where this guy asked like a bunch of people, if you can go back in time with your own time machine, would you go back and redo everything? And it was kind of like the kids were all like, yeah, of course, you know, I was so mortified by, uh, you know, some super small and significant thing that happened because, you know, your lives are like way shorter. And so everything has way more impact. But then if you ask some of the older people, like the grandparents, they would say like, absolutely not because everything that I've experienced, every mistake I've made has made me who I am today. And I think that was very, very, very meaningful to hear and something that kept helping me realize, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. Like a failure is not a bad thing. It's building blocks. It's a step to, to a greater whole, really. So well said. I love it. So I want to dive a bit deeper into the story. So, you know, you've decided to make the big decision to quit your job and you start to go all in on your business, Toy Box Labs. Talk to us a little bit about, you kind of alluded to it before, but, you know, where did the idea come from for you and what were those first few steps that you took to really get it off the ground? Yeah. Um, I mean, started from a side project. For me personally, I think my other co-founders always knew that they wanted to start a business and that was like very encouraging to be a part of, really exciting. Um, I think... I, I've always loved like new technologies and uh, I think I never had a 3D printer. It seemed really daunting to start. And then when I met my friends, I was like, ooh, these people have 3D printers. Let's make friends with them. And so, you know, we started making things after work. And then I, I don't know, I was just so, it was so difficult to get started. And then, you know, my, my user experience brain always wanted to make that a lot easier. Like th- there has to be an easier way. And so we started brainstorming and, you know, everybody brought like a different angle to it. But mine was ultimately always, you know, how do we make this easy and delightful? Because that's just what I enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, who better than kids? Like, it, it's perfect for kids. Like, I would have loved having this as a kid. And I think certain toys in our lives, like, I love Lego. I love building things out of mud in the backyard. Um, they, they really help you learn. And you don't even realize that you're learning when you're playing. Um, there's just so many skills that, you know, are beyond just like multiplication tables that that often get cast aside or not realized. And um, I, I think the building through play, like learning through play is really one of the really great things that 
I wanted to make sure the next generation got in a meaningful way because it's not just like screens. It's not just digital entertainment. It's it, it, it's everything. It's like combining those screens, but taking that, making making sure that that can push your experience with you know physical tactile things even further. So yeah, we threw up a fake website. People signed up, decided to go to a trade show. Um, people loved it. There were kids who were waiting there for like four hours and I couldn't believe wow. it. Our first prototype was actually uh, 3D printed. So we 3D printed our own 3D printer, haha. Um, but I think after that, it just kind of like took off. Um, it, we did so many things along the way and it just like built along itself. Um, I remember we were selling at uh, Fisherman's Wharf, which is like a tourist destination. There's like seals, they smell terrible, but there's really great chowder there. Um, there's a lot of people that go through there. So we decided to set up a little pop-up shop and, you know, like sell the printers on the streets. But it was funny because we were right next to the street performers. And so I had a moment that was like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> but we talked to a lot of people, learned a lot. That was really great product market fit and figuring out, you know, price points. Um, and it, it's just steps along the way. I think next, like the next big thing was our Indiegogo campaign. And then after that, we were on Shark Tank. And then now we're here. It's just a crazy whirlwind journey every step along the way it's just like what is happening like why me like <laughs> do I deserve this you know how do I take this even further so here we are today oh my goodness oh my goodness I just have no words I think I want to go back to those early days where you know you're selling on the streets or you're just trying to get people to buy really and you know all of us go through it and it, it is painful at times you know can you talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like for you and how you stayed positive during that time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, it goes back to the support thing. I was always really afraid that um, I disappointed my parents by leaving my corporate job, you know, like they think I just like gone off the deep end. And I think a couple of years in, I finally brought it up with them and they assured me completely that they were never worried for me. Like maybe a little bit at the very beginning, but they always knew that I would pull through and just hearing that from them was really meaningful. Like my sister has always been super supportive. She's actually one of our first investors. Oh, so amazing. that was nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, family, I mean, friends were always like really supportive, but honestly, like I think, I was lucky in that I have co-founders who like, you know, we all struggle and they push in the best way and they're just there to lean on. And so it it all comes back to just having support networks. Like you can't do it alone, no matter how strong you think you are. You really do need to lean on your support networks. I so appreciate you being so open with us about your parents. And I feel so, oh my goodness, everything you say, I'm like, yes. Like I don't want to disappoint my parents either. I didn't want to either. You know, for our peers out there listening who feel like if they go off and quote unquote chase their dreams, although I truly believe in that, you know, and kind of go off the beaten path and really kind of, you know, not know if it's going to work out or not because we don't know. And that maybe they might be letting down their parents or someone really close to them. Like what advice would you give to us about navigating through that and staying true to ourselves so that we can actually act on what we want to do? Yeah, I think I think it's important to realize where that comes from from our parents, you know, like sure they push you hard, sure it feels like they're telling you what to do and you'll disappoint them and you have to do what they ask you to do. But ultimately, I think they just really want to make sure you're okay. They really want to make sure that you you can you can support yourself and you're in a good place and you can go it on your own. 
So I think, I think at a certain point, I mean, parents are, are learning and growing too, because, you know, everybody's a parent for the first time. That one's really difficult, but I think ultimately parents just, I really don't know how to end this one. This is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's super tough. <laughs> um, I mean, parents love you. You love your parents. You want to make each other happy. And uh, like everybody just wants the best for each other. And that's where ultimately all of that comes from. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And I think you're just so right about like they just want you to be okay. And like they just want you to be happy at the end of the day. And if it gets to the point where you're so unhappy in your current situation, it's almost just like you going against them isn't – it's almost like ultimately they will just be a lot happier for you because you'll be happy. I'm saying happy a lot, but like, you know, I hope this makes sense. Like – I think it's just such an important point that a lot of us, I know our peers out there listening, you know, the ambitious ones we are, you know, so I know the pressure and we get the pressure. And I think, I think just hammering that home around ultimately at the end of the day, it's about your own personal fulfillment and happiness. And if we can kind of do whatever we can do as best we can to push through the pain of potentially disappointing someone our parents, whoever, our partner, whoever it may be, I think that will ultimately come out better. Yeah, I think another point was, you know, you need to be happy in order to 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 spread that happiness. You know, you do need to take care of yourself. And so you can't suffer to make somebody else happy because ultimately that 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 doesn't do anybody any good. It's just going to come out in weird ways. So, yeah, you really need to be happy to help others be happy too. Yeah, I love that. When's the time that you feel most happiest? Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, it's the small joys of, you know, like hanging out with my dog who loves me, um, and, <laughs> you know, um, or a really good meal. You know, um, mm. uh, But I think every once in a while it is important to like take a step back and just realize, like look at your journey and see how far you've come and just really be proud of yourself. You know, give yourself a little kudos to the 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 things that you've done because like you can't always be looking forward. Sometimes you have to look back and just appreciate everything along the way. Like, you know, the good, the bad, because that makes you who you are. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about like shark tank and kind of the exponential growth of the business. So, you know, wow, you've been through so much, you know, talk to us a little bit about the point of which you knew that this was kind of really working out. And then talk to us a little bit about that experience of being on Shark Tank. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when you said that I knew this was going to work out, like, I still don't know that. (laughs) But I mean, I've come further than I ever have. I know, exactly. Um, This is the furthest I've come. I'm going to see how much further I can go. Um, let's see. Shark Tank was terrifying. I, it's just you're you're on TV. You have no control over how things go. Um, yeah, th- that was a whirlwind. Um, but it was a crazy experience. Like not many people have gotten to do that. And like I got to see behind the scenes of how everything goes. So like that that was crazy. I loved it. <laughs> loved and hated it, but mostly loved yeah. it. And, and like. It, yeah, I think when it aired, it, just the people that came and supported us, um, mm. everything, that was so great. And that was one of the moments where I really had to take a step back and be like, you know what? Like, 
take a good look at what you've accomplished so far and be proud of yourself. I love that. Oh my goodness. I could keep going, but I am so mindful of your time, Jen. I've got a couple of final questions as we start to wrap up. And the first one is kind of off the back end of what we were just talking about. What has been your greatest failure and win to date? Oh, some really hard hitting questions. <laughs> uh, let's see. We can we can start with the failures. I I think there's just so many failures along the way, but it, failures are just lessons, I think. Like I can't say there's been any like really major ones because there's constantly fires that we're putting out. Um Let's move on to the wins. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, I think the wins for me is just not focusing so much on all the negatives of like, you know, what you're not accomplishing yet and what you haven't done, you know, where you're missing out still, but just being proud of everything that we've accomplished so far. Um, and, you know, the whole imposter syndrome thing I've brought up over and over again, that's always been a huge thing in my life. And I think like I'm working on on making that go away, like being OK with that, um, not feeling like an imposter anymore. And I think that that's honestly been one of the bigger wins in my life. Just, you know, like I work hard and, you know, everything that good has happened is like, you know, it's deserved. And. I like, I appreciate it all. Like I, I'm truly thankful for everything. Oh, I love it. It is so well-deserved. So well-deserved, Jen. How can we believe that we deserve everything that we currently have? Oof. I mean, some people are, are able to just, you know, <laughs> that, that's such a fine line. It's like being cocky and, you know, being humble and, you know, deserving and everything. But I, I think it's just being proud of yourself. I think it's um, giving yourself a pat on the back, um, not being too hard on yourself, but just, you know, appreciate yourself and um, just see the good in things. And yeah, I guess, I guess we all just want to be happy and like whatever that means for you. Oh, look, Jen, over the last almost six years, I think it's been in business, you've really gone from strength to strength. You've received so much recognition for your work. And most recently, you were featured on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. What are three key pieces of advice that you would give our peers out there listening that you wish you got when you were just starting out? Yeah, I think I couldn't have gone here today without help from others. And I think it's so important to give help when you can. It's not like a like a, a zero sum game. I think like the more that you can help others, the more it really helps you and just spreads goodness all around. So that's one thing. I think another is uh you gotta balance resting with working. Like you can't just keep working. That that's not realistic. There has to be balance in your life. And so make sure you take those moments to you know, like, you know, take a longer walk to work or something, um, you know, treat yourself a little bit here and there. Um, and I think the last one is just always be thankful for, for the, everybody that you work with. We surround ourselves with like talented people and like those talented people help push everything further. They make everything go around. And it, it's important just to always constantly appreciate that and be thankful. I love it. Yes to all of that. 
Look, Jen, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you for the incredible work you've done and that you're doing for showing us, and particularly us young, ambitious women of colour, that if we have that goal, that vision and that dream, no matter how crazy it might sound, we actually can go out there and turn it into our reality. And for that, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. So look, Jen, the final question is how we finish every episode of the Peers to Peers podcast. And that is, what is the value of pursuing what you're most passionate about? I think it leads to a lot of inner peace. Um, It's really rewarding. I think there's a lot of uncomfortable moments along the way, but ultimately you just feel the sense of like rightness in your gut. I, I, I wouldn't trade like this journey has been insane but I wouldn't trade it for anything it just it just feels right like every day I wake up and I'm just like what else what what can I do today you know what what can I accomplish out of this day and it just it, it feels really rewarding gratifying and great and I'm always constantly excited to see where this journey will go you know what what can I get out of this day and where will it take me oh. I love it. Jen, ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness, it's been so much fun. We've had a blast. Where can we learn more about you and Toybox Labs? Um, our website is toybox.com. Really easy to remember. Um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Amazing. Awesome. We'll link them up in the show notes. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Michelle. It was a pleasure. Of course. Oh. I'm glad. And for everyone else listening, we will end with that. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Remember, Peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest beer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do, which is our way of saying inspirational. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We produce with passion and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit the Peers Project. Com, or follow us on Instagram at The Peers Project. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, Peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers.